This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 296. Before we start the interview today, I did want to remind you, the show is sponsored by UART Premium Sanded Paper, and it's the only one on the market today to offer seven different grades to choose from. So if you've never tried UART paper before, now is a good time to try some type of sanded paper. If you've never even used that surface before, stick around. I'm going to tell you how you can get 20% off of your first order. So give UART premium sanded paper a try and experience the UART difference. At least have you ever tried uh, UART? I'm sure you have, right? I have. I think I won something very early on. Nice. I won six sheets of 600 grade. And when you said, is it seven? Seven grades now, did you say? Yeah, seven grades. I'm trying to figure out what the seven were. I know I've, I've, I need and to try probably the... Probably some that we're never going to use, like 300 and 200. No, no, no. no. Or <laughs> even the 400 like actually for me is a bit... <laughs> it's a little toothy, I think, even yeah. 400. Yeah, definitely. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, welcome back to the show. My name is John Middick of sharpenedartist.com. This is the Sharpened Artist Colored Pencil Podcast. So if you haven't guessed by now, my guest today is Lisa <laughs> Ann Watkins. I am so excited to have her on the show. Uh, she comes highly recommended by all of my audience and, and <laughs> students. So, Lisa, welcome to the show. I'm so excited. Oh, thank you very much. And that's really bright in my day to hear that as well. So thank you. Very cool. All right. So let's talk about, if you can remember back this far, how you got started in colored pencil. Tell me that. It's a bit of a, I don't know, it resonates with a lot of people when I do say why I started and how. Um, okay. I I lost my father when I was 16, suddenly, mm. and I didn't know at the time that I should have had counselling. So every two, I went through art college, uh, did my foundation, I went on. I was told in art college I couldn't draw or see colour. By that point, I was so far down the line that I had to go with that path as my, you know, my career. So I went on to fashion college and it was flat textile oh. design, graduated, came out and then did costume design, bridal wear, absolutely hated it. So by about the age 23, 24, yeah, all the passion had gone. Um, so I just started doing a normal job. Um, and then every couple of years, I'd kind of have a bit of a breakdown, leave that job and go get another job. And I've, I've had some amazing jobs working for the police, like the ambulance service, quite high jobs. It mm. got to my early 40s, so about, mm, I don't know, nine, ten years ago now. I, I had, actually had a proper breakdown, went for counselling, and oh. my counsellor actually identified that there was three things, you know, in, that supports you in life. And yeah. one was family, one was work, and one was your creative side. And my mum had had a heart attack. My work was awful <laughs> at the time. And of course, my creative was missing completely. So she says, the only one you've got control over is to bring your creative back. So I mm. bought I bought my first set of colour pencils and I did a lot of research. I bought a set of 120 Albert Dura pencils, watercolour pencils. Oh. And that, that was it, really. I, I, I started buying, um, I subscribed to Colour Pencil magazine, started doing their monthly challenges. Oh, oh okay. I, I won one quite early on, the student won quite early on. There's a landscape. Oh, cool. 
And yeah. then I did a snow leopard and that one changed my life. That was in 2012. Um, and by that November, I started getting asked for commissions. By the January, my husband said, look, he'll support me for six months, quit the day job, which was a real high, you know, well-paid job. It was a bit scary. Uh -huh. um, and that was it, really. No looking back. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so, so cool. Um, but yeah, so it was more for my mental health and well-being. Yeah. Um, but it, you never know where it's going to lead you. So. so what kind of commissions then were those in particular, like animals, I'm guessing? Or? Yeah, pet, pet portraits. Um, yeah, yeah. And it was all kind of through friends, you know, so obviously I started drawing the old, you know, a couple of dogs because obviously that's the other thing as well is my love for animals um, kind of overrides my love for creative. So to be able to draw animals um, – and give something back to all the charities and, and rescues that I worked with over the years. That was amazing because where I couldn't maybe afford to donate financially, it meant now I could do something, give animals a voice. Um, and also, oh, and then okay. obviously go on to make a career. None of it was planned. It kind of just evolved naturally. Just sort of so, happened, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It felt but there right. was sort of a path in mind. I'm presuming if uh, you said you had six months to kind of try to figure it out. Um, Kind of, but not, yeah, it was like, did a commission and then, a, you know, someone else would see it and then they'd ask you for one yeah. and your diary starts to fill up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it rolled from there, really. I think I did my first solo show after only about 18 months. I think I went too fast, too quick, to be honest. That's one why, thing I would say that? to people. Why, I did, is that? why so? I, I think I took three days off in 18 months. And it kind of set a path then of like, you know, I was going way too You're fast. You were just this machine. You were just yeah. spitting out work after work. Yeah. And I had, I did not look after my mental health or my physical well-being. Ah. So it was like, Check hang on. Toll, huh? Yeah. Pull it all back in. Find the balance. And I know that's the biggest struggle, I think. Um, working for yourself. And the reason you went in that direction is you were missing this creative side. And then it kind of went... All it turned all the way back around again and became more of this obsession kind of thing, or yeah, yeah. what kept you? Yeah, okay. So then when you got out of balance again, what happened? Oh, go ahead. So go ahead. I think when you're self-employed and you're just starting uh -huh. out, you're afraid to say no, and then you see these people that are starting out with commissions now with the most awful reference photos because you're afraid to say no at the beginning. And I completely see it with people and I don't say to them anymore, oh, yeah. go and get another reference photo because I appreciate that they're afraid to. And it all comes with experience being able to say no. <laughs> yeah, um, no doubt. That's exactly right. I remember early on um, a client said to me, they wanted me to draw their dog and um, they showed me the reference and, and then they <laughs> talked to, and it was just, it was out of focus and uh and then they talked about a couple of things related to it and i mean very very early days and they said uh i'll even give you 40 bucks you know like like that was like you should just jump at the chance you know and i said oh okay well i said i i'm i'm not i don't know let me let me think about that and uh and then i i came back and i said i'm i'm going to have to you know just pass on that and they said, you, you don't like money, I guess. You know, that was their exact words. I'll never forget that. You don't like money, I guess. I'm like, okay, that is interesting. Because I already knew that was really, really low. Yeah. So, yeah, people are, you know, when they're starting out, they uh, want to take, a lot of people want to take commissions. 
and they don't even feel confident enough to call themselves an artist. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, that can kind of uh, just kind of spiral out of control. You get a bad client or two, and that um, sometimes can just turn people even away and off uh, from even creating art after that. I've seen a lot of really good artists, better artists than me, fall by the wayside over the years since I started yeah. out. Um, a lot of the time, I mean, I, I know we're all self-critical, way too harsh on ourselves, but a lot of the time, maybe from lack of confidence, um, but yeah. also the whole, you have to have that whole package. You, you've got to yeah. be able to market yourself. You've got to embrace those things that you're scared of. Um, yeah. It's not just about sitting and drawing. If it was, I'd sit yeah. and draw instead of, you know, I'd sit and draw 40 hours a week, not three, because the rest of the yeah. time, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm not, I don't get the time to draw. Um, the drawing actually takes less time than anything else. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it does in my business, and it, it sounds yeah. like it does in yours. Unfortunately, yeah, because mm -hmm. I got into this to draw, but uh, everything else takes over. And uh, unless you are doing a business for yourself uh, related to art, like you and I kind of do, um, I don't, you know, and I'm not criticizing anyone, but I don't think they quite understand that, that it, it dominates. Um, your time and it's not like working for a corporation where you're protected from a lot of these ancillary things that others do you mm -hmm. do it all you're doing every single thing yeah and there's no like you say when you work for a company you go in you start work at 9 a.m you get your lunch yep. breaks your, your dinner breaks yep. you get your holiday pay your sick pay yeah. and you go home at five and you go home and you door. can forget about work so, yeah. for, to some extent yeah but nowadays, let's say, I guess, like the same with yourself. I mean, you're over in, in America. I'm over here in the UK. We have yeah. to try and correlate a time when we're both awake, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> right. so we can talk. But, you know, right. we've got clients in Australia and all around the world. It, it's a all 24, it can be a 24-7 yeah. thing. And if you oh, say, yeah. if you don't say no, then, yeah, you, right. you can be up trying to please everybody all of the time. Right. Right. Um, and emails and requests <gasps> for things. They come in nonstop. I but, uh, enjoy, yeah. but it, it bothers me. It weighs yeah. on me. And yeah. I'm just like, I, I wish that I could respond to every single person and not just respond. I wish I could respond with a video and give them specific instructions on every little thing. I do that once in a while, but I can't do it for everyone. Do you, carry I can't do, some it all guilt? Time. Do, you do you feel a bit guilty? Because I know I, I carry guilt. Big time. Yeah. Yes. Constantly feel yeah. guilty. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And I know. Because you don't know. I mean, I, I when I wake up and I have no emails, which is rare, I go, phew. Yeah. And, I, and I check my messages and like I've got a few things to respond to. I think, yeah. amazing, I've got half an hour of time, you know, I've got to yeah. give up. But sometimes you think, oh, my God, that's going to take me three or four hours to get through that. And yeah. Yeah. you sideline well, it and then you're not I avoiding people. No. I, I never get it done. I know. Um, I have to – I the ones that bubble to the top are, you know, complaints. I can't get logged in. I can't do this or yes, something like that. I know. Or I would like, you know, more time on this or whatever, you know, some kind of complaint. It, it's putting out fires. And yeah, I feel bad about it. Yeah, obviously it's. Well, I've wrote my, wrote my husband in now because we've moved house in November. Finally, we're selling a house during COVID. Horrendous. <laughs> Don't do it, anybody. Um, yeah. yeah, it fell through twice. We finally moved across country, got the new studio. And of course, he had oh. to give up his job for us to be able to move. 
So oh. now he is kind of working for me. I'm trying to set him up with his own thing to do. But you're getting, you're getting settled though a little bit. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard because you can't go shopping because we're in lockdown. We we can't buy anything new for the house. We can't do anything. We can't get anyone in to do anything. So yeah, yeah. the studio is kind of together. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, so so he's doing a lot of my firefighting for me now. Anyway, so he's helping yeah, quite a bit. So good. That's a huge asset. Then I'm yeah. sure. So you moved to, you know, we're complaining about owning our own business, but I got to tell you, I would not give it up for anything. I would not go back to a corporate job. I'm sorry. I, I know. It's I know. not going to happen. <laughs> I know. I know. It's rewarding I, enough. I'm going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> but like we were saying earlier, sort of there's so many ways you can diversify. There's so many yeah. angles you can go and tangents you can go off at. You don't, if you're not happy with one path that you're on, there's others that you right. can jump onto or you should be following a few at the same time anyway i think putting all your eggs in one basket yeah. especially in the current situation is not a good thing to do i love that hey lisa let's actually let's dive in and talk about that as uh, a little bit more i want to do that first before we do that let's talk about maybe the progression and shift in materials so when you started out you were using watercolor pencils mm -hmm. What surface were you using in the early days? I bought two or three because it was there wasn't many um, Facebook pages. There weren't many groups. There was nothing yeah. really out there at the time. And I'm one of those, even though I teach others and they follow my tutorials, I've right. never, ever done that myself. I've never watched videos or things like that. I just kind of, I jump in. The watercolor oh, really? pencils, okay. yeah, the watercolor pencils, I didn't have a clue what to do with them apart from I was too scared to add water for the first, I don't know, 18 months. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And then I braved it, but pastel mat was my thing. I started I did, ah. I started on drafting film, okay. then went over to pastel mat, and I loved it. Um, you started but, on drafting film. That is yeah, so interesting. Yeah. I think I tried a few because you saw pictures of what other people create online. and you, Yeah. And I know people still do it. They go, oh. All I need to do is buy that paper, those pencils, and, and, and I can I'll create magic like, like that. I'll create the same artwork. <laughs> Doesn't work like that, right? No, no, no. But you have to find that out for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. I cry a few tears. <laughs> try a traditional cotton kind of paper either, though? Or... I did. I've got so much here, and I'm going to go back to it. Now that I'm a few years down the line and I understand things yeah. a lot better, I, I've got the Bristol board smooths. I've got the vellums. I've got so much here. And even okay. this week, I was going to dig out. I've got some of the light fast paper. I'm going to have oh, a play because yeah. it's the opposite way. I know when people come to my workshops... If they've used smooth papers and they're coming to me to learn how to work on textured papers, I yeah. have to say to them, leave everything that you know at the door. We're starting yeah. from scratch because it's complete opposite. So, yeah, yeah, as long as I can retrain my brain to sit and work on a smooth <laughs> paper, I'll give it a go. But I don't know. But So you were on these non-absorbent surfaces in the beginning and you just stuck with it. It's like, I'm just going to kind of stick with that. huh? Or did you switch? Um, you non-absorbent? Do you mean what so like drafting film and uh, and uh, pastel mat? I mean, you just kind of stuck with those, or did you switch? Oh, I find the pastel mat absorbent because I mean, I I use inks on it and everything, and I love the way that it works. A bit like blotting paper, and it, you're out of control yeah. a little bit. It loosens my work yeah. up a bit. Um, 
It does have that uh, barrier on the back, and then yeah. um, it it is supposed to be a non-absorbent, and then it it will dry. It takes a lot longer to dry. It does. Well. It does. Yeah. It's yeah. again but not as long as like some of the sanded papers. It's slightly quicker, I feel like, than some of the sanded papers. Yeah, um, I think like I say, it depends on where you are. I know I had one person once at a workshop. She stuck it on a radiator to dry it quicker, and I was like, no. You've got to let these things do it naturally. You can't Let's force it. I know, I know, I know. Um, impatience. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, like I say, you, you mentioned the UART at the start. I've got the UART black here to give a go. I've tried the other, you know, uh, normal UART. Um, beige, yeah. I love Color Fix Smooth. I find that is beautiful uh, to yeah. work on. And Suede yeah. Matte Board. I absolutely like love that. suede yeah. matte board but it's one of Which, those uh, different colors or just um what? yeah i think that's part yeah. of it as well i love all the different colors yeah. um yeah it comes in a lot of dark rich colors mm. very cool so you said you uh added water then later on to watercolor pencils um and then how did the pencils themselves start changing in your um uh, studio. I mean, did I you start incorporating? Think, yeah, you start. I start looking online, and you see people. And yeah. you, you just get used to these terminology. And I knew the polychromos matched the Albrecht Dura beautifully. You know, for the palette, the mm. color range. So I uh, bought yeah. those next, and then obviously started using the Albrecht Dura for my base colors, my uh, base painting, and then the polychromos over the top for a much more. I guess like. Were you like, adding water then? No, but I have done, and I know you have as well. I think haven't you? Yeah. 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 And that, that surprised me how much they do move with water. Um, yeah, exactly. The polychromos uh, yeah. in particular. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of interesting. Uh, and then, yeah, over the years. A lot of people will just swear that doesn't work. I keep talking over you. I'm so sorry. No, no, that's absolutely fine. I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it does. And they, even when you show them, they still. They still don't believe it. I know. <laughs> it's just like me with wax paper. I don't believe that that will remove colored pencil, but everyone tells me it will. I have some wax paper over here I'm threatening to use. I've not tried it, <laughs> but everyone says, yeah, it'll remove colored pencil on your surface. Like, uh, okay, I'll try it, but not yet. <laughs> well, to be honest, though, if you've got a better way of removing and you're happy with it, like you said earlier, what, would I go back to smooth papers? It's like, right. yeah, I might. But then again, my time is so short in the studio. Do I want yeah. to if I'm enjoying yeah. what I've already got? Um, yeah, when you find the that a perfect mix for you and the way you want to work. Um, yeah. Why switch it up? Right. Do you use uh, the luminance uh, pencils or Prismacolor premier or uh, I Derwent have. light fast? Yeah. I love, I love the Derwent light fast. Um, really, really love the feel of them. I've got Prismacolor. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to pull out the odd ones. I've got a new thing going on at the moment. I've done a big poll out in my, um, with my patrons and my students uh -huh. And what we've been doing over the last few weeks is everyone kept been asking me for years, you know, which can you put a list together of all the pencils that I use, put a kit together. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's just one person's opinion. So I'm pooling. Yeah. I'm getting all of them to put input in as well. What's your top five most used luminance prefer or your Pablos and your ah, Polychromos. Cool. So we've been putting together a big list. Yeah. And what's, you know, what's your three favorite blacks and whites and why? Where do you use them and why, when? Um, so next week, hopefully, we'll get that list together, and that'll be a real good tool for beginners to say, well... That sounds like a fun idea. Yeah, and, and it's a resource then, isn't it? People can yeah. dip into rather than feeling sure. like the rest of us, we all go out and buy these huge big sets that we never use. 
Yeah. I love that whole idea of crowdsourcing as well, because, uh, yeah, there, there's more power in, uh, in a group, uh, mm -hmm. than come disseminating info from one source, one person. Yeah. yeah. That makes so much more sense in my book as well. I love but with that. the luminance, my thing, one of my things this year is to make friends with them. I've had the whole set for years. As soon as I put them on pastel mat, you remember the yeah. thing with like scraping your nails on a blackboard, that whole, <laughs> oh, that's what they do to me. They scratch a little bit and they make yeah. me go, oh, and I'm thinking yeah, on my tutorials. scratch more than others too. <laughs> yeah. And I go, I can't be on the recording, you know, with the video going, going, <laughs> oh, every time I use Illuminance, but I'm going to make friends with at least five or six well, of I'll them. Well, I'll tell you, they're very friendly. Uh, you will take <laughs> to them very quickly. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe you will. And now I've had the input from others, I know which five or six I'm going to pull out as well. So. Ah, very good. Yeah. Yeah, some of them are creamier and uh, softer than mm. others as well, you know. <laughs> so that's what I've noticed. Um, in some batches, you'll get uh, a few of the colors that are creamier and some that are harder, you know, than yeah. others. Yeah, because I've been working, They're... even though I'm obviously an ambassador for Derwent and Faber-Castell, um, Karen Dash approached me before Christmas um, to help develop in one of the current ranges of um, oh, nice. other yeah. materials. And because I then got to deal with the main guy, you know, in the development department, I could start asking huh? him questions. So the last question I've got for him is, why are some of them scratchy? What, why, what yeah. part of the process makes this happen? So I'm going to try and nail you down. <laughs> <laughs> what if you... If you had to pick like the materials, uh, pencils in particular and yep. paper or surface for a new person beginning today in colored pencil, what would you say to them? What would you tell them to go get? I would tell them that go and get a set of 12 polychromos um, and probably pastel map, but it depends I'd also probably say get a sample of papers and play with them. Mm -hmm. Understand your colors. You can mix and create pretty much anything from that set of 12 polychromos. Um, we don't need, it's nice to then go on and buy all the rest of them if you want them. But just to have a dabble, you need, I think, you're hindering yourself when you're starting out by not buying the artist quality pencils and yeah. a couple of really good supports. Because you will look online and you will get frustrated because you're going to fall short. Um, you know, people with years of experience can go buy a set of Crayola, a piece of cartridge paper, um, copier paper or something cheap, yeah, and their skills yeah. and techniques and knowledge over the years means they could probably create a really good piece of artwork using cheap materials. Yeah. But when you're setting out, I think just invest in a few open stock or a basic set of 12 pencils that are in the artist quality range. And you should, you know, that play yeah, practice yeah, that's very good yeah and don't give up just on the first uh try or attempt yeah don't don't overwhelm yourself by trying yeah. to create a masterpiece because all those first pieces and even now years on every piece i do i learn from sometimes yeah. i learn a lot more sometimes i kick myself so i'm thinking i already knew that why did i do that again <laughs> why did i do that again <laughs> yeah yeah and so when you jump between, me. jump from one medium, like I'll, I'll go to pan pastels oh. or I'll have a play with inks and I'll always come back to my pencils. But when I go from pastel map to drafting film, I'm like, whoa, can I draw? 
did did I ever draw? Was did I imagine I could do this? But then it all comes back. So yeah, but yeah. when you're starting out, it must be so overwhelming because there's too much to choose from, way too much. Yeah, yeah. And what I've seen happen, I'm sure you've seen this as well, is um, people just give up on the medium and they switch mediums like crazy. They're just like, oh, I guess this one's not for me. I gave yeah. it a month. You know, it's like, okay, you just barely started, you know. Yeah. Maybe that's all it took for them to know that it's not for them. But uh, I've seen it where, you know, they're on to like five different mediums within a year. It's like you have not given any one of those a no. chance. It I takes think, a while to cultivate some skills. And I, th I think, to be honest, that possibly could reflect in their life in general. That maybe they just they're quite erratic. Some people, but I do yeah. feel with color yeah. pencils, yeah, you do need to give it time. Yeah. You need to be patient. You need to be not too hard on yourself as well. Right. Um, right. But yeah, it, it, it yeah, it's it's a tough one. I quite like the fact that it's quite slow. It's therapeutic yeah. at times, frustrating yeah. at other times, but yeah, it's sort right. of I always come back to it. They're nice and clean. That's what I like. Yeah, definitely. I want to take a moment here and pay the bills. I want to remind you that the Sharpened Artist Color Pencil Podcast is sponsored by UART Premium Sanded Paper. It's the only sanded paper on the market today to offer seven different grades to choose from. So you remember hearing from Lisa earlier how that she said that the 400 grade on a sanded paper is just way too thick. For her, too much tooth. So I think it's really awesome that UART has unique differences in mind whenever they're designing their sanded paper so that you can choose the exact grade that fits your particular style choice. All right, so go over to the show notes. There's a link there for you to get 20% off of your order of UART Premium Sanded Pastel Paper. I've also got a link set up for you over there where you can get a sample trial pack for free. We thank UART Premium Santa Paper for their support of the Color Pencil Podcast. So are you working in other mediums uh, a whole lot? I mean, you mentioned pen um, and Obviously, I work with Pampa Style because I yeah. developed a range of colors for them that my you know the artist set oh, I've got I for animals yeah cool. i've got an animal set but it's for beginners so obviously okay. you've got jason cool. morgan who's done a set that's got primaries black white and that one's brilliant okay. if you've come from an art background and you know how to mix your colors ah okay. the one i've put out kind of matches my most used polychromos etc so it's got one oh. in there that's close to dark sepia it's got one in there that's close to dark indigo nice. um, and from okay. that those 10 you can make most animal fur as an underpainting and you don't have to mix and be consistent it's already mixed for you oh um, that's brilliant okay very so, cool so yeah i i dip into pan pastel i've done some pastel work recently mainly because people were pushing me please do some tutorials but yeah. i still like my color pencils so yeah so do you find then that um using pan pastels and colored pencil that combination works best on pastel mat or is there some other surface that you think is personally yes I, I i do but i've seen other people using some smoother papers so that is one of my oh. things i'm building up to. i think i'm going to find a bit of time and just give that a go as well because yeah. i'm not sure how they're getting their layers down but maybe it's yeah. super fast oh i've got dogs barking 
I, okay. I didn't hear Just them. I mean, they may, get, they may get into the audio, though, anyway, but I'm not sure. I didn't hear them, though. In case, in case John doesn't edit it out, I've got five dogs here. Um, they've had treats. They're supposed to be napping now. It's supposed to be afternoon nap with the husband, um, but they might be. Um... <laughs> That's all right. We're not going to worry about it. We're going to roll with it. <laughs> we are. We're going to roll with it. <laughs> all right. So, very cool. Um, that's interesting. So do you do you uh, recommend then that uh, when people are starting in colored pencil that they should maybe also um, attempt the uh, pen pastels a little bit for backgrounds or what do you think or wait on that? I, I, I think know. people that when, when yeah, so you usually start out doing your pet portraits with no background or you've got the nice toned colored papers and that sets yeah. it nicely. Then you right. see the people wanting to transition into doing detailed backgrounds, but it, it's yeah. way too much to do all in one go. Pan pastels, I mean, I've done a color pencil version of the background, and then I've done the same one using pan pastels. It's quarter of the time. It takes a quarter of the time to do the background. So yeah. you're saving a huge amount of time if it's a commission. The effect that you achieve is exactly what you know I'm looking for. Why am I going to waste all that time? struggling sometimes to get that yeah. background looking how I want it to when I know that with the pan pastels I can get it done in 10-15 minutes and not yeah. be sat there for two or three, three hours yeah, um, yeah. and not being 100% well, happy with it blurry kind of background yeah it is it's great for creating the NOS yeah. and then you can do some bocker effects and then you can then start yeah. to maybe bring in your pencils and then gradually build in the detail and the confidence to do yeah. it all in pencil right right yeah. So, no, I I think it I think it's great. Um yeah, it uh it's just a fraction of the time that you would spend with pencils and you can go over it with pencil. Yep. And sharpen up some uh details if you need to even. Mm. That's the other cool thing about pan pastels. And they really. they're quite clean as well. They're not soft pastels yeah. now. I obviously I've got loads of those I started out with, but they're just so messy. Oh. Yeah, they're they're totally different. If you've never used them before, um, they're totally different in uh, consistency. Mm. You don't have all that dust. You don't have any dust no, with no. pan pastel, I so have, it's so nice. Yeah, obviously, I haven't been ill last year. I have to be really careful now. I can't use solvent anymore. I instantly get a reaction, and I can't I can't talk. My chest, you know, instantly mm. seizes up. Pan pastels, I don't get that at all. So there is for anyone who's worried about, you know, are they too dusty? No, yeah. no, not at all. Not unless yeah. you start grinding them up and blowing them in the air, which you're not going to do. So, <laughs> Right, right. Let's talk about teaching. Um, you obviously love to teach, right? Yes. Yeah. Big part of your business. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about that. What did you, were you wanting to teach when you started or were you just thinking, oh, I'm going to do no. that? I'm so you started in 20, uh, 2012, pretty yep. much, and mm -hmm. then a few years you were doing commissions. And when did you start teaching? Da -da -da -da. I can't remember what year. <laughs> I think what it, how it started would be, I guess, around three or four years in, Anne Kohlberg, as she does, approached me to do a step-by-step -step for the magazine. Okay. Um, so that would have been the first one, and I created like a watercolor pencil tutorial of an Australian Shepherd dog for Anne's magazine. Okay. So that was my first thing at actually creating a step by step. Before that, yeah. I didn't even know what a line drawing was because I just got stuck into art. I don't know terminology. 
I just right. get on and do. <laughs> so when someone she said, "Oh, I need yeah. a line. I need line art to go with the thing," I was like, "What's line art?" And then obviously, you know, so so yeah. yeah. So that was the first tutorial, yeah. and then I got asked. Obviously, a couple of other magazines says, "Can I do some for them?" And then uh -huh. I started putting them out and releasing them as my own tutorials. You know, making more in depth ones, uh -huh. and then people were saying, "Well." can't you do workshops and teach us this? So I think it was 27, 2016, 2017, okay. started doing workshops here. Okay. And then Anne Kohlberg again approached me and said, or oh, we were talking and she said, right, let's just do it. Let's just bring you over to America and set you up with a workshop tour. That sold out within a, you know, 48 hours, which I was just blown nice. away. Um, yeah. But... I think I was about to say was I went from being um, stuck in the house of agoraphobia, um, no confidence at all. And then Anne says, right, you're coming to America. And I'm like, oh, my God, well, on my own. And she says, yeah, all you've got to do is pack your suitcase and walk out of your front door. And I did. And I got taken to the airport and I had a hotel booked. And then, you know, my flights took me to America and Anne met me and Anne looked after me, you know, and I went from it gave me so much confidence and belief, self-belief, to then travel across America on my own. And I thought, if I can do that, yeah, I can do anything. I, I, I just think now, when I'm really struggling, or if I think, oh, I can't do that, I can't, you know, yeah. go and do that. And it's like, well, I did that, so I can. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere, That's somewhere, yeah. So you, you consider yourself very introverted? Um... I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. <laughs> Do you feel drained when you're in a room with a whole lot of people after you leave? Or does it build a kind of, you know, pump you up and give you a lot of energy? It gives me energy. Um, ah, okay. It's weird. I I, I think, it's, I, I remember having a conversation with Anne of like, you know, you you always have those nerves. If you don't have those nerves before you go in and teach, then mm -hmm. you shouldn't be teaching because you need that. That's that life energy and you know in, right in your belly sort of like telling you that it's you love it you're passionate you're nervous the fear i think i guess is i don't want to let anyone down i want to make sure that i'm at a workshop i give everything to everybody that they need i don't want anyone going home at the end not getting what they wanted um oh i'm sure they get that and I, more with your workshop i hope so yeah i mean i think oh, once you sure when you've had it knocked out of you by your own tutors years ago, you want to make sure that you doubly or trebly encourage yeah. people to carry on on that path, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. So that has, that has been a lasting effect. Yeah. That you feel like you were just really put down a lot. Yeah. And I, I'm, it doesn't bother me. I did try and track my tutors down to say, do you know what? I didn't turn out too bad. I'm doing okay, thank you. Um, but I couldn't find them. Um, but yeah, I, I do know that a lot of others, when they come on my workshops, I listen to the conversations going on in the room. And I hear them, people saying that, yep, they're now in their 50s. Yep, the kids have left home. They've got fed up with their job. They want to get <laughs> back to their art. They all started out doing art, but were told that yeah. they, couldn't, they weren't good enough. So they gave it up, right. just like I did. Um, and I, it makes me angry. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah. glad that they found it at some point. So Right, right. Yeah, and the other thing I hear often, I'm sure you do as well, is people will, you know, they'll um, talk about just how sad they are that they left that side of themselves 
alone for so long that they did not explore this creative side yeah. for you know 20 50 years in some cases and uh, that is just so sad to me i did i mean i did the same thing for 20 mm -hmm. years 25 years i didn't do any art at all <laughs> and uh, i don't know why that is but anyway i i feel like it was a lot of lost time there yeah. uh in in some respects having not done any art for that long there's a lot of other skills that i acquired that i do use now in business but there's a lot of things though that i think I would have enjoyed. It's like I just turned off that side of my yep. personality for a while or something. It's kind of odd. But yeah, I hear that echoed a lot. But it's true what you just said, though. I think, yes, we've come to it later in life. Yes, we have missed that opportunity. Yeah. We've gained so much experience and life skills yeah. along yeah. the way. It's all right. now come together as a package um, yeah. to enable yeah. others. I think that's what it is. We We... We're life savvy, I think, was what, what we say over here. Hopefully that mm. translates to, to, to you guys as well. Um, yeah. You need life experience. You can't. And I think that's the problem with a lot of the people that I've seen fallen by the wayside with a commission business. Mm. They didn't have the life experience of dealing with people, customer service, whether it's yeah, you know, tech, all the other things. Overall exactly. professionalism. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that, uh, I've, so, I've seen that as well. I agree with what you're saying there. Yeah, there are some things. I mean, you, you arrive at where you are in life fully equipped most of the time to do whatever it is you're going to do. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes, yeah, if you're missing some piece of that, then things can start to erode and crumble. That doesn't mean you can't acquire the skills uh, needed to be able to level up and, um, you know, do those things that you want to do. But sometimes uh, it may take more effort. Yeah. I totally agree with that. You know, you'll see someone who may be in their early 20s and they don't have life experiences uh, that you get when you've, you know, just got some years under your belt. I won't say how many in <laughs> my case, <laughs> some years. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and I feel bad for them, really. I, I really do, because sometimes, um, you know, it's just there's just something that's just missing that you gain by having gone through uh, some things. So, mm -hmm. and having children is one of those things as well. Uh, life experiences, uh, owning property, uh, being married, all these things, they add to who you are as a, as a person. Okay, mm -hmm. I don't know how I got uh, sidetracked on that, sorry. <laughs> no, but um, it, all, it all ties in. It's the whole thing of being self-employed. Yeah. I, yeah. especially now that hubby's working for me and we don't have that other income coming in, I'm responsible now for the mortgage, the bills, putting food yeah. in the dog's bellies, buying their treats, you know, everything yeah. is my responsibility. Healthcare, so yeah. everything, the package has to work. It has to function, yeah. but we also have got to try and find some balance at some point um, to make life enjoyable and art enjoyable as well. It can't all be. Yeah. Yeah. All work, no play. Yeah. Yeah. Does Apart he from like when you're in boss? lockdown. <laughs> We're not allowed Does... to play anywhere anyway. <laughs> Does, does a husband like his new boss? That's what I've got to ask. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Should we get Some him days, in here? Put it this way. It's, it's a learn. It's, it's very much a big learning curve, you know, adjusting yeah. to work together. Um, it's a bit fraught at times, let's put it that way, because I've been so in control of everything, letting go of some of the control and trusting, putting trust in someone else to come into my business, what I've created and worked hard and protected, I yeah. guess. I protect yeah. it. Um if there's anything you feel negative, like you held on to it too long. 
Sorry? Yeah, I do. I I'm think... cutting you off. I hate this. I'm no, going to no, no, sound sorry. so rude. Which is I really exciting. Am. <laughs> um, yes, I think I should have reached out and asked for help sooner. Help with what? What was it that you felt like you should have let go of even earlier than oh, you did? Just, just the things that the things that are unskilled, the things that anyone can do, the things like I've got, I don't know, thirty tutorials to post. Just sitting there, putting them in an envelope, you know, just just basic things really that yeah. sap my time. Um, yeah. Going through my emails, prioritizing things. Yeah. Doing right. the layouts, you know, doing my website. He looks after all of my website now. Um, oh, it looks great. And he's gradually yeah. you know, picking up on more things. Um, we, we've got a new part of the business we're about to launch. All the equipment arrived last week. And we're setting up a whole print side. So I used to have all my stuff printed Ooh. onto merchandise. Yeah. Now I'm going to do it all myself. So we've invested a nice. lot of money into that. And he's yeah. going to own that. I want him to have that side of the business. Oh, okay. And yeah. then... It's a service we can hopefully offer out to other artists as well. We're going to see where it goes. We're diversifying because of um, yeah, not being able to get out and do real life events. So, so with your let's talk about Patreon for a second. So with um, you know that side of your business, you're producing videos, right? Mm -hmm. So tell me about that. I mean, do you produce new ones every week, every month, every what? What is it? Every day. Every no. year. <laughs> no, what it was, when I first started out on Patreon, what, three, four years ago, I started Patreon okay. literally the same month I flew out to America to teach the workshop ah, tour. Okay. Oh, yeah, great timing. <laughs> you know, why not yeah. just like do a, right. you know, you know, a tour across America, throw yourself outside of your comfort zone and set up a teaching channel. Yeah, let's go for it. you part of my business too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so originally I was giving one hour of tuition by video a month and then a written tutorial. Um, nowadays, I've just finished a German Shepherd and it was 17 hours of video. It's a 56-page yeah. written tutorial that they get. Yeah, all the bonus reference photos. We do live Q&As. We do a live draw-along session every month. But what I've done is I kept thinking, oh, my God, I've got – it's the last day of the month, you know, in seven days. I need to make sure all of that content is out for them. They didn't yeah. – it was only me, apparently, that was worried about that deadline. They right, were more right. worried about having quality rather than the yep. quantity. So now what right. I do is, okay, I'm working on the written tutorial. As soon as I've got it done, you've got it. But yeah, this, this, so this month, yeah, they've got that tutorial. They'll probably have two or three video, little video tutorials. We're going to do like a live demo together. I try and do lots of exclusive things with them. We've, we've yeah. done a two-hour draw-along last, last week. And okay. again, I respond to what they ask for as well, so... Oh, interesting. So you're okay. So you started out maybe an hour um, tutorials a month. So those were sped up, I'm guessing, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Or okay. So sped up, and then a voiceover with that, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward to today, after several years, now you put out like in one month you put out a 17 hour tutorial, video tutorial that's in real time. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing maybe, right? Yep. Yep. Okay, in real time. And did you do the voiceover as you were drawing, or did you do that later as yeah. you were drawing? Yeah, we, we've changed it. You. Very I, smart I, of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've started Such now. A time I mean, saver. <laughs> the last. Well, you went from set, you know, from thirty-four hours or whatever the math is, 
to 17 instead on one side of that whole editing process, which mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I, right. I know it's an inordinate <laughs> amount of time to edit video oh, and to horrendous. colorize and do all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the written tutorials take me a good week to do. And that's just like, it's, it's nice, but it's, yeah. I've got a good routine with it now. Um, oh, I have yeah. to be structured, but now mm -hmm. like the 17 hour video we've just done, <clears throat> I've now changed it all. It, it's all broken down. So if they only want to do the eye section, they can do the eyes or the nose or the underpainting, whichever thing they need to learn, they can pluck it out. We're trying to break it down into modules so that I do an introduction explaining all of the materials and why I'm using them and why, mm -hmm. if you haven't got those materials, I'll make suggestions, you know, what they uh -huh. can use. And then I talk them through like, the reference photos, the editing, the picking out of your colours. Every single stage that they need to do, I break it down into sections so they can miss out sections. Yeah, they're more nice. advanced. But for beginners, I want to make sure, a bit like the written ones, they're so long because I don't leave anything out. I want to make that sure sounds so valuable. But it just saps my time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a lot of time to do that. Um, yeah, and if you know, if you're listening today and you're thinking about starting uh, a Patreon channel, or you're thinking about teaching over video, you know, I encourage you to do it. But I also want you to know that no matter what you think uh, about how long that investment of time is, I would triple or quadruple it uh, and and start out small. Yeah. Uh, maybe you agree, Lisa, but start out small. I think and do something small first. Yeah, I think as soon as it all sounds really easy and like, oh, I'm just going to video it and I talk and, you know, I'm doing, right, I'm yeah, like, say, like, say someone will do it on their yeah. iPhone. It's when you hit process in your video editor and then you see it tells you four and a half hours to edit that one section and you just go, yeah. something inside yeah. of you kind of curls up and goes, oh my God. <laughs> because you've done all the recording, the creation, the editing, and then it's like, oh, and then you've got to upload it all. So I've tried yeah. to explain to people, I've just finished the, drawing the picture, yes, but no, you can't have the video yet. <laughs> right, right. I remember, yeah, exactly. That, that's a, <laughs> there's a disconnect, though, and I understand it. I mean, from students to yeah. uh, what, what you're doing on the other side of things. But I remember when I went through and I just did rough, what I call raw to rough cut. Um, so I do have a, a video editor that I work with right now, but from raw to rough cut is just taking the sequence videos, putting them in sequence. And I've got two camera angles most of the time. Yes. So putting both of those camera angles then together, sequencing that up, pairing on audio, having that sync, and then starting to do, uh, the cuts where every time my hands out of the frame, you know, take that out, you know, three uh, over three seconds. And going through that and looking at the amount of time that it took to do just one hour of a 12 hour video, I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm not making any money. It's like, this is ridiculous. Oh my God. Like, Mine's dog barking. My Mine's every What's time the dogs, dogs bark, I have to hit pause. Oh, yeah. And then I set it going again. And I know that I have to, every stop point is either a dog barking or the doorbell's yeah. gone or something. Right, right, right. Uh, it's, it's just an inordinate amount of time. So, th so that is, I mean, that's part of the creative process going through and doing that. Are, have you outsourced any piece of that at all? Like video editing, uh, even the raw to rough cut or anything like that? No, it's still doing it, all of that. Yeah, Hub, Hubby has asked, you know, can he edit the videos for me? And I'm not no. at that point yet where... 
I can I can write it down. Maybe now they are getting so structured, I could say yeah. to him, you know, here we go. But then it's sort of both our time for a couple of sessions, him working alongside me, you know, and me showing yeah. him everything. Um, yeah. I think there's some things that I still need to be able to do. Because um, when I write the what, tutorials, what, what it's my that? words. I'm going to and... push you a little bit. What is what is that that you still need to be able to do? Um, I think I have a style. Um, people know. I I've seen others hand things over, and I even though others might not have known it's been handed over, I thought, oh, there's a change there, and then you find out later on it's yeah. because they've handed it over to someone else. Yeah, I can and usually it, and tell. It's, and, it, and it's well. not. Yeah, and it's not the same. It's it's my words. Um, I explain it how I know. I've always yeah. explained it. A bit like Bob Ross, he always says the same thing over and over. I repeat myself yeah. over and over. Yeah. yeah. Someone else who doesn't know me, um, or know my process, or know my language, I guess. Um, doesn't I your don't... husband know you pretty well? What we're gonna do, John? We're doing. <laughs> I've just made a brand new beginners video. And it takes okay. you through from every single step. And I'm going to yeah. write. I'm going to write the tutorial up next week. And we have said that I'm going to give it to him, and say, "There you go. See if you can do it." First of all, because he's not. An, he's not an artist. Um, yeah. And I'm gonna, we're going to see if he can do it. And I think that yeah. will be a whole part of the learning curve there, because he'll be able to say, "I didn't understand that bit," or "I needed yeah. to know more yeah. about that." Um, and then hopefully he'll get more and more into the language of knowing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> okay, I'm. I'm. Um, pardon me for my candor. Are you being a bit controlling? Um, possibly. Yes, but because <laughs> I, I am, I, yeah. I am, and I recognize it yeah. uh, now. I can't <laughs> I afford for a while. Yeah, I was I, like, I can't give that part up because yeah. that's the creative process. I have to be in control of that. <laughs> But yeah, I I think it's consistency. I, I think it's consistency. I I've built I guess a brand, and I have people that pay me money, and they have expectations. And if I fall short, um, I don't want to let anyone down, yeah. and I don't want to blame anyone yeah. else either. I don't want it make you know if, oh, if I do yeah. something wrong, that's no, my I problem. Get it. Yeah. yeah, I know. You I, get I understand <laughs> the reservations. I yeah. I understand all of that. I I um. Yeah, I just want to challenge you on that um, because <laughs> I, I think I think you might be pleasantly surprised. Um, you're giving up a little bit to get so much more back. Yeah, and and with that time, that productivity time, you can help more of your students. You know, with with that time. Yeah, Seriously. I mean, I have I've, I've like I said, I've got a fantastic group of admins that look after my um my little private group. I think there's about a thousand people in there now. They're they're all people that have either done a tutorial or a patron or have been to a yeah. workshop. So we've got a real family community, and I've got yeah. some trusted people in there who look after those guys. And I know I can step away from being on social media for a couple of days, and yeah. everything's going to be okay. Um, right. I'm there if if they need me, they shout me. But that took a lot yeah. of doing just to yeah release that um oh, a bit. So, right yeah yeah a bit of a control freak yeah. i guess then i'll admit hey, it. listen i, I <laughs> the reason why i can say that is because i'm the same way and i've not given up everything that i i know i probably should because <laughs> i am being i'm being controlling i really i really am and uh but i'm trying to convince myself that it's to my own detriment that i'm being controlling so 
Oh, anyway, well, I can recognize in others, you know, what, that's the thing they say in therapy, right? What is it? Um, if you, if you spot it, you got it, you know, <laughs> so that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I've got it. That's it. I got it too. Okay. All right. So we'll both work on that. <laughs> I'll check in with you. We'll set each other a little yeah, challenge and say, did you manage to do that? And be like, mm, a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So neither one of us will have to bill each other for therapy then if we both check in on each other. So, um, so what, so I'm guessing then, uh, your patrons are getting about a brand new tutorial every month. Is that kind of the rhythm? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Makes sense. Very cool. All right. So where are, what, what are the plans for the future? Like, where are you headed? What, what are you wanting to do in the next year or two or three or four i think there's obviously the current situation it's difficult to plan um lots of things are on hold um last year i set up my new like big workshops where i'm working with wildlife parks and we are setting the scene and we're doing the workshops you know now with the wild animals and yeah we're doing like making it a whole big experience but obviously all of that's on hold um I'm going to be doing more one-to-one or smaller groups of teaching from home as well. Cause I love that personal interaction, but again, that's all on hold. My book, um, release date of my book. Cause obviously search. Oh, press, you're a book. Yeah. Yeah. Search press. Wow. Um, cool. I signed the contract oh, over a year or oh, a year and a half ago. Nice. Congrats. But last, um, May, I was supposed to go there and we we're doing all of the initial photography, but of course, everything's uh-huh. been in lockdown. So I'm working yeah. on that slowly behind the scenes. That's not, I think the new release date now is 2022, about April time, I think. So, so they did, um, Alan Woolett's, um, book with birds. They, they are, they oh, put together cool. amazing, really oh, amazing okay. quality books. Very so cool. I was super so this excited. Is an instructional kind of book. Yeah, they asked me what I wanted to do. Did I want it to be about, you know, like a present portfolio book? And I said, no, I want it to be educational. Um, So, yeah, there'll be several tutorials in there, lots of everything, as much as I can put in there, basically. Yeah, so it's just a bit frustrating. Congrats. It is, but it's finding the time to do it. I need to get a month off Patreon, so I need to get ahead, take a month off and focus on that. Um, Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we've got the merchandise side. I've got the the gap program as well the guest artist program where i i'm mm-hmm. bringing in other artists um that maybe haven't created a tutorial before and i'm coaching them and giving them an opportunity cool. and a bit of a launch pad as well to start yeah. you know teaching themselves and then between right. us all then i started obviously putting on workshops so i threw flew karen hull over from australia to put on a workshop here um i want to do more of that more of enabling i guess and helping mm-hmm. others to I don't teach everything. I don't know everything. I don't claim to know everything, but right, right. I will. I've got plenty of friends that do. So yeah, I'll call yeah. on one of them, give them the opportunity to right. share their knowledge, give them yeah. a bit of confidence. I love to do that. It. I love that. Yeah, that's something I'm currently trying to um, work out and explore is uh, how to help other creators to mm-hmm. start doing tutorials themselves. Uh, there's, there's nothing as rewarding as doing something like that i i feel like so why why um why do you teach i mean other than helping out you know creators what what else has it uh done for you like what are some of the motivations behind your teaching i think 
Do you know what? I when you teach a physical workshop, you have these people that first of all, their biggest challenge, and you don't find this out. I know it now though, so I I suspect it now from people before they even book on. A lot of them that come on the workshops are so scared. And just to have booked onto that workshop is the biggest thing that they've done, the biggest challenge yeah. in, say, 10, 20 years. Then oh, for them yeah. to actually arrive at the workshop and have the confidence to walk in the door. Um, yeah. it, and then to see them two days later going home full of life and energy and joy and right. confidence. I right. just, I'm shattered. I'm absolutely exhausted. But I yeah. go home then thinking, job well done. I've made yeah. a difference in someone's life or a few people's lives. And yeah. then they become part of the community and they become friends over time. It's just, I don't know, yeah. it's, 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 it's worth more than any financial reward, I guess. It's, I don't know yeah. what it is. I can't explain it more than right. brings me joy. No, that makes perfect sense. Mm. So you're making a big difference. And I noticed you talk more fondly about the physical in-person workshops versus teaching online so is that i mean a lot of what you're doing is teaching online, online but yeah. it's not very rewarding or oh it is but it's it's different i guess um uh -huh. because i don't get to see them i'm a hugger i'm a tactile person i like giving <laughs> hugs you know so i'm i'm, I'm it's I'm, a virtual hug yeah it's, it's yeah, a nightmare it's a <laughs> but it is when i do like we do our monthly live streams and our draw along sessions yeah. and i get the same my familiar names i know who's going to be in there first yeah. and it's, it's usually right. someone from canada who's got up at four in the morning and i'm like you're crazy but it's yeah. brilliant and it it does bring me joy and i my yeah. husband will vouch for this i will be if I'm doing a live stream, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. And I'll get like a bit worried about it in advance. As soon as I come off it, I'm like, oh, my God, that was amazing. I'm so glad I did it. And everyone was like, oh, it's brilliant. So, yeah, I, yeah. I guess I have the same same feeling and reward, yeah. Yeah. but I don't get to see their faces. So Right, right. There is that. It, uh, well, I, I mean, I am fortunate that I get to do I, I do two live office hours every week. So and and they often last over an hour. So I, I do get to see faces on that. Yeah. But I I know what you say. I know what you mean. I know what you're saying there. Um, it there is something rewarding though about for me to be able to connect with people who otherwise wouldn't get to go to a workshop. Yes, true, um, true. You know they're able to do this though at least, and maybe they're in some remote area where you know you're not going to drive, uh, and so they're able to connect over this um you know online uh presence here this mm -hmm. online portal and be able to connect with other artists too which that community yes. i think is so important there's just something you know that network effect of having so many other artists who are in the same situation the same boat that they're in and knowing that they're not alone there's mm -hmm. other people going through the very same thing they're going through and learning the process in the same way they are at the same time. There's yeah. just a lot of advantages to knowing those people and them knowing each other, you know, yeah. is what I'm talking about. And also to see that uh, I find when I went to the U S I was uh, quite overwhelmed, I think on the end of the first workshop in Seattle mm -hmm. and Anne, Anne Colbert had sat there like for the whole of the first day as well. And I was like, Oh my goodness me you know sort of like am i doing things right you, know, you do you're yeah. really worried there's like 30 odd i think it's like 35 people in the room um it was huge yeah. 
And at the end of that first workshop, um, everyone, as soon as, as soon as it was like pencils down, everyone just swooped and they all wanted like autographs and photos <laughs> taken with you and everything. And I was just like, whoa, this isn't, yeah. you know, but it was almost like, oh my God, you're amazing. I'm like, no, I'm just me. I'm little old me. I keep it, <laughs> like I say, I keep it real. It's amazing yeah. that, you know, you, you think so highly of me, but I'm just right. the same as you. So in my community, I'll share my own worries and, you know, yeah. it's a whole, I learn from them. We give, yeah. we take, we all support, yeah, give and, take. and that's the yeah. thing. I'm not better yeah. than anyone else. I'm right. just a few years further down the line on my journey than some of those yeah. starting out. And yeah, yeah. I often say, you know, there's no superstars here. We're all learning together because I often, I, I mean that. I often do learn um, from just as much, if not more, from many of my students, mm -hmm. um, especially the ones that are just pushing and just yeah. learning constantly and exploring new uh surfaces and pencils and techniques i love it because yeah. i don't have time to learn all those different things and so they do and yeah. they're bringing their experiences to the table as well i say that to them because i try to encourage everyone i always say in my tutorials if you haven't got these materials don't let it stop you from being creative and trying this yeah. one just grab what you've got yeah and i love to see the results and then right it surprises me. And they come back and if they'll say to you, oh, have you tried this? And I'll go, no, have you got the materials? And if they say, yeah, I'll say, you give it a go and you tell us. Right. This is because right. I haven't got the time. And if it's something, it works, I'll give it a go. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's so much power in, in the group. There really, really is. Very, very cool. All right. Awesome. Uh, so what what words of advice would you have? I think we've uh, covered materials a little bit, but what words of advice would you give someone like, what is the first thing I need to do? I'm wanting to start my own Patreon channel or I want to start uh, putting out my own YouTube videos or I want to start writing uh, tutorials or what is the first thing that they should focus on or think about doing? Keep it simple. Keep it really simple. You can't, it's a bit like starting drawing. Don't yeah. overwhelm yourself from the outset. Don't try to create a masterpiece. Don't try to get every yeah. single thing perfect. It's taken me a good three or four years of trying different cameras, microphones, editing. I've made yeah. so many mistakes. I've had to redo things, you know, sort of like you said earlier about doing voiceovers. Mm -hmm. Just keep it really simple. Maybe mm -hmm. limit a project to something really small. Just I don't know, do a dog's eye or a nose, even an eye though. That's yeah. a, about a four hour tutorial. So even something right, simpler right. than that, that's if you're thinking about it with color pencils. Yeah. Um, but, but have a plan, write it down, write down your little, little structure of what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, you can do it using your phone. You don't need all the fancy equipment. And I'd say don't invest in tons of equipment because you don't know, you might not enjoy doing it. You might hate yeah, it. Yeah, you may not. You so may keep not. It, yeah. It, it sounds glamorous before you do it, um, but once you're doing it uh, and you're doing it for a while, it's it's anything but. But here, but the other thing is, um, you know, what what I often hear also is someone to be like, oh well, I started Patreon, that didn't work. Uh, gave up on that, that didn't work. I tried that for a month, you know. Yeah. And it's like the the thing I want to tell uh, someone like that that is just wanting to try something different is. Are, are you, is it something you really want to do? Yeah. And if it Why is you something it? you really want to do, then decide that you're going to commit to something yeah. 
for a long time and you're not going to be perfect at it. And you're going to cultivate those skills though over time. It's, it's something that such, ta- it doesn't yeah. happen overnight. It's such hard but work. But it will happen if you're steady and consistent. Yeah. I've never worked so hard, I don't think, since I'm easy. I'm so, I got ill last year. So this year I'm pacing myself a little bit. But yeah. even then, some weeks I'll be doing 12, 13 hour days. I might right. forget to take lunch. Um, it's a bit naughty. Yeah. But the other thing with Patreon, anyone who's thinking of doing Patreon, you have to have a big, big following. People do not find you on Patreon. They don't yeah. look and search for you on Patreon. You need to have a big following. I waited until yeah. I had, I don't know, about 25, 30,000 followers on social media. The following is first, I yeah, would say. But you need to follow. And then you take that following because they know yeah. you, they trust you, and they want to yeah. be with you. You take that to Patreon or to whatever platform you decide to launch on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll often hear people get, you know, the cart before the horse on that. And they'll say, well, I'm trying to get my skills better before I, you know, do something like that. And I can understand that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the, they'll act like, though, that the skill level trumps even um, the amount of leadership. I, I'm not sure what to call it. Uh, the The following. The following is everything. If you're if you're over there on Patreon mm-hmm. and you have great skills, but no one comes over there, it's not going to help you anything at all. It won't help you at all. And I, I'm using Patreon as an example. I mean, I'm not on Patreon, but I mean, that's just an example. Um, you can do it. You know, you can create your following anywhere yeah. and then ask them if they would like to uh, receive more from you. And you can do that a number of places. So. Um, it's getting people to to learn well to get to they need to get to know you it's not just about your artwork it's getting to know you and trusting you um and that comes from consistency i think my facebook page is always going to remain i forget i forget to post on instagram i forget about the others i'm terrible my facebook page is the one that helped me and got me 95 percent of my commissions over the years and yeah. It's the one I've got a very loyal, loyal following. And I think at the moment there's about a thousand, fifteen hundred new followers coming in every week. Mm-hmm. They're new. They don't know me. So I yeah. still need to carry on right. being right. me and sharing and, you know, carrying on. Yeah. Because I need those guys to get to know me now and trust me. All the ones that have right. been there for eight years. Right. They expect things of me. Yeah. But the others, <laughs> you know, they don't know me, so they don't know what to expect. So I need to be genuine and be me yeah. and keep it real. Yeah, 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 you, yeah. You've got to uh, stay yourself, right? So, yeah, and and I wasn't meaning for that to sound discouraging at all. Uh, no, no, quite no. The no. contrary, actually. Um, you know what? What I'm actually wanting to encourage you, if you're listening today, uh, because I think Lisa and I are saying the same thing. If you want to do this, uh, if you want to start teaching, uh, it is very rewarding, and you can do it. But I just don't want you to get discouraged after, you know, attempting it for just a short period of time. It's not something that takes weeks. It takes months and years. Mm-hmm. And uh, But you will get there, and it's very rewarding. And I'll do all in my power to help support you if I know you're you're trying to do that. And it sounds like Lisa will, too. Absolutely. Very cool. Again, if, if you're going to go into teaching or whatever it is you want to do, don't mm-hmm. make it the single one thing that you focus on. Always try to make sure that um, you've got other things in the pipeline because you don't you have amazing opportunities come along. You'll find sometimes that things will snowball and you'll have your little 
I'm going to be doing some commission work and then an email yeah. will arrive and then it'll be from a company saying, or a magazine saying, can you do a step by step? And you go, <gasps> but that's in addition to the commissions that are in your diary. And then you'll have a company will say, oh, will you work with us? Um, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get excited about all these things and you'll keep saying yes and bringing them in. But remember with each thing, try and try and have an end goal. Which one's bringing you joy? Which one, you know, actually, I don't feel comfortable with that. Yeah. Don't be afraid to let some things go along the way either. You don't have to be everything to everybody all of the time. Yeah. I've been super, super guilty of that. I made myself really ill. Um, and that's not part oh, of I that. love that. Um, yeah, you don't have to say yes to every opportunity. Yeah. Uh, sometimes an opportunity can become a nightmare. Uh, does It doesn't mean that it's a great thing to, to do just because you had the opportunity. I love no, that. Yeah. And that overarching idea that you're hitting on there of, you know, spread out, you know, don't have all your eggs in one basket, spread out these sources of revenue so that you can, uh, you know, kind of bulletproof what you're doing. And I do, I, one thing I won't give up, my husband's like, I know it's been a bit different over the last year. Um, I will not give up doing my physical exhibitions. I'm members, you know, I'm a member of several wildlife societies. Mm, Um, Obviously, I support rescues and that behind the scenes. I will not give any of that up because that's why I did this. The overriding factor is, yes, I teach. Yes, Mm -hmm. I do this. And people have different... I don't know, not visions of me, but you know, that they have different opinions or they see me slightly differently because I seem to have lots of different hats. But the yeah. overriding thing for me is I'm an artist who loves animals. And if yeah. I let go of that, I don't see what the point is. Um, so I still do my, part of yeah. Your yeah. So I still do my physical exhibitions. Art. I still do my online exhibitions, not as much, but I will create special pieces for me. It might only be two or three pieces a year now but I keep some of it back for me. I don't give, I used to, well, I don't know if I say I don't give 100%. I may be giving 99% of everything I do away, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? But I keep 1% of creativity back for me because I need to survive as an artist as well. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think that's very important. Yeah, I love that. Um, is your artwork going to evolve and change or has it? I mean, is that something in the future? Are you going to branch out into other subject matter or anything like yeah, that any, any yeah. differences gonna start happening well john <laughs> when i start to stop being well when i stop being such a control freak and i buy back some time <laughs> by delegating i'm gonna yeah. have i don't know 20 hours extra a week i'm reckoning right. <laughs> <laughs> so i can get and do a bit of acrylic painting maybe go and do some oh. i don't know i love doing still lifes i've, I've i didn't realize oh. i did a couple of still lifes with my yeah. draw long session and it was so therapeutic yeah. not drawing an oh, animal yeah. not drawing something you know running or jumping oh, just sitting and drawing i don't what was it we drew? a strawberry i was like oh i love this <laughs> i was so relaxed yeah, um, so, yeah so yeah yeah i i'd love to try it's too much to try though not enough time but yeah definitely what's um some final questions here and, mm-hmm. and we'll uh, let you go that but appreciate your time so much what does your day typical day uh look like like are you real structured about like you wake up at a certain time you get into the studio you do certain things how much i mean are you structured like that or what Okay, so the dogs get up at 5.30, <laughs> so I get up. They usually at the moment go outside to do what they've got to do, and they're out there so long, by the time they come in, I'm wide awake. So I'm like, okay, 
Let's get the cat loan and then... these are your children, right? Do you have children or no, these are no, your no. kids? No, just 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 the dogs. Just and the dogs. Okay. And the husband. <laughs> these are your kids. You <laughs> yeah. do have yeah. So dogs. um <laughs> So they yes, they kind of like then they all go back to sleep and I'm yeah. there I'm like, well I might as well flip it open. The first thing I normally do and husband says I shouldn't do this, but I do. I like to check my emails, I like to check my messages because there could be someone in Australia or a student that's come in overnight yeah. or late last night in America that needed help. So I try and respond yeah. to everything, that sh- right. everyone who shouted first. And usually, depending on what's happened in the emails, is I then get on with the day. Uh-huh. One week, like I say, I could be writing a tutorial. Another week, I could be drawing and filming and editing. Yeah. Um, but there's always other things. Like I say, I've, I'm working with Pampastel on some demos coming up. I'm working with graphics at the moment on mm-hmm. new materials and that. So it's evolving all the time. No one day is the same as the previous yeah. and the plan each day can change as the day goes along. Right. Um, but I do now switch off at five, six o'clock in the evening, mm-hmm. switch off and walk away, which I never used to do. So mm-hmm. that's a new thing. Yeah, that's um, good. Yeah, that's that's very good. Are you uh, using like a hybrid system of physical planners and online planners or schedulers or none of the above or <laughs> or only online or your head? Oh, my goodness. OK, wow. I'm, I'm a bit naughty. I yeah. Again, hubbies keep saying <laughs> I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do, I, I do this hybrid yeah, thing. And yeah, it's yeah still- maybe I should. I Maybe I need to get it out of there and down. But I think sometimes, yeah. though. I've had so much going on. If I had it in black and white in front of me, I would have run for the hills. I'd have been like, no, no, no human being can do that much in that amount of time. Well, that's, why you, no. that's why you do a big three. <laughs> that's what I do. I have a big three every, every quarter, every quarter. I have 10 to 12 goals a year, but every yeah. quarter I have a big three. Every month I have a big three. Every week a big three. And then each day a big three. <laughs> so anyway. That's good. Yeah. And then I have this backlog of all these things that aren't done. And, and then, that's on an electronic. And you've got um, all the things coming in every day from each yeah, side, yeah. all the extras. Well, I'm, I'm juggling that list constantly <laughs> over there on that backlog. But anyway, we're making progress. <laughs> that is, wow. I don't know whether to be horrified or impressed. Maybe I'm both that you're doing all this in your head. That is something. Oh, Not even a calendar, like an online calendar or something? No, because to be honest, last wow. year, I spent eight months, like I say, selling the house, it falling through, yeah. selling the house again, dealing with solicitors and everything like that every day, as well as being ill, yeah. doing the yeah. house move and keeping the business going. So I'm thinking this year, I'm not moving house, so this year it looks easy. Right, right. <laughs> wow. Okay. You've not missed any huge deadlines or anything because of that? No, yep. I think I would, once... I would. I, I scared myself because I had a commission. Um, I, I used to keep a spreadsheet, obviously, when I did commissions like, oh, with due dates and things like that. So, <laughs> yeah, and I, did, I had one. It was like it was due the following week. And I, was, I was like, whoa. You know, usually <laughs> I know who's coming up and when and things. And that one did catch me. Um, uh, but, but no, no, everything I'm – it's my mind doesn't stop. I think that's the problem. My mind is 100 miles an hour and everything that I know I've got to do. So maybe if I do yeah. take it out and put it down, do you think that would work? Yeah, yeah. I know it would work. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll give it a go. I'll write It'll some of it down. It'll some sanity too. Yeah. So yeah. can I put things down like write book? <laughs> yeah, oh my god, yes. read break some it down. Read, on, read some things on project management. It'll change your life. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, it sounds like your husband though is structured. Yeah, with... yeah, yeah. He's done a lot of project work and everything as well. I mean, there we go. I, 
numero uno employee to have is yeah. someone like that. <laughs> I used to be I used to be um a a planner for my last job though for five years. I, I used to organize that in a, in a paper mill. I worked in a paper mill actually and I used to organize all of the engineering um works and everything like that. Do you know what I mean? I planned everything. So you know how stuff. to do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You just never thought it was important, <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know. It just it's, it works. It's it's all there. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Okay. Honest. What color is your hair? I've got to ask. I think at the moment it's mauve. Mauve kiss was the last one I threw on it. Yeah, I get bored. <laughs> I get bored. I went. I grew grew gray disgracefully. I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I really enjoyed uh, talking to you. Thanks for taking the time to come on here and talk. And I, I don't, I don't really think we put anybody to sleep. I mean, you mentioned that <laughs> to me in an email that we got to watch it. <laughs> We're going to put people to sleep with our voices. That's too funny. <laughs> oh dear. At least I hope not. No, thank you very much for asking me. It was, it was, it was a real honor. And. I, oh, absolutely. You're, I feel like you're a kindred spirit, and we should have spoken a long time ago. We um, should have. We and we're definitely going to have totally to check in on fault. each other. Yeah, totally my fault. All right. So if I had been using, you know, the the thinking about it system rather than writing things down, maybe I would have had you on here sooner. Oh, that'd be silly. <laughs> using your system. That's what I should have done. <laughs> <laughs> Having it just all stored right here. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, guys. So if you're part of Member Circle over there in Monthly Sharpener, then, you know, the video will be available for you there. Go check it out. And um, you tell me what color you think Lisa's hair is. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I, should have, I should have got the polychromos equivalent, shouldn't I? Yeah, there we but go. I don't, I don't use pinks and purples that often in the dog fur, that's all. <laughs> so, all right. This is a weekly show. By way of reminder, if you enjoy the show, you feel like uh, it's valuable, then share it with somebody else. Um, and uh, share it over on social media uh, if you would like. That would be awesome. If you've not given a rating or a review for the show, uh, you can do that in probably just about any podcast player. I would highly encourage you to go over to Apple Podcasts and rate or review the show over there. So I will talk to you again next week. Until then, stay sharp. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.